Unicycle News and Stuff, episode 15. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have a very special guest, and I'm very excited to, to talk with this guest. And without any further ado, let me introduce him. His name is Billy. He's an urban unicyclist from Shenzhen in China. He's been riding since 2017, but only started urban unicycling since 2019 while studying abroad. You've most likely seen him in his latest video called Tricycle alongside with his fellow Chinese urban unicyclist, King Kong and Qinjian. Billy, welcome to the show. Hi, Emil. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. All right. Well, I wanted to invite you because I feel like most of the urban unicycling community doesn't know anything about unicycling in general in China and even less about urban unicycling in China. So I had a couple of questions for you. Yeah. Well, first off, um, do you guys have any group or a club that you're part of? Um, so if you noticed in King Kong's video, or the video that we took, the tricycle video, mm -hmm. um, I think in the beginning there's a logo that uh, represents his club. It's called Unicorn Unicycles. Unicorn, the, the, the animal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he runs this group and organizes local meetups every month, I think. Yeah, every month in his city. Uh, in Guangzhou and that's uh, one of the cities where the three of us met and filmed the video. Nice man. Um, yeah. It really does seem like there are not many urban unicyclists in China. Is that just uh, because we don't see the videos because they're not posted on Facebook for example or is there a lot, is there a big un urban unicycling scene in China? No, unfortunately like no, not at all. It's like the, the, the scene is very small and um, And I really don't see a trend of it growing. Uh, so, well, if we're talking strictly about uh, street trials and flat, then really there's not many at all. Um, there's probably like um, around a dozen urban riders in the entire country. Wow. Uh, <laughs> only like yeah, about like 15, 20-ish, I think, or less. Well, who are active actually, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and most of them are still in... I say uh, in the in the child's stage, <laughs> not you know how everyone starts with child's and kind of moves to street or flatland. Uh, no offense, though, because Qing Dian is childless and he's so good. Um, there are not many urban riders at all in China. Oh, that's a shame. But are there any? Are there a lot of other riders that just do you know, yeah, like, like, yeah. like riding around or freestyle? Yeah, there's a lot of freestyle race, uh, mountain, or just on the good old 36 inch, you know. Uh, we have a, a national group chat, and uh, this up has about 300, 400 people. Um, and most of them ride um, 36, uh, maybe a little bit of Muni. A lot of them just ride for fun, um, 24 inch and 36. Yeah, I think this are, those are the most common. So there is a scene. There's like a unicycle scene in China. Yep, there's a unicycling scene. Yeah, uh, well, at least at least from what I can see online, you know, because I think a lot of people also um, they don't post on social media or don't join a group or don't speak in a group, so we might not know about. Yeah. Uh, so do you think there's a possibility that urban unicycling is going to grow in your area with like what King Kong is doing in a city and organizing group rides and stuff? Hmm. Like for him, well, like I asked them this question too, but 
is uh, we, we don't think it's likely because you know Chinese students um, they 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 really study a lot and the way their parents view unicycling is probably how people used to uh, see skateboarding or mm-hmm. like say skateboarding it it only slowly became like popular in China during the past say decade or so and especially after the fact that it was going into the Olympics you know. So now you can see a lot of skateboarders in China and um I mean but there's still very there's still very few skate parks in the cities and um people just aren't in the this type of sports um per se there there's there's a lot of basketball players and other ball ball sports and team sports but I don't think unicycle will grow in China before skateboard or um, scooters or BMX does, you know? Okay, so you'd say like unicycling lacks kind of a international recognition as an actual sport and maybe as a actual career path before unicycling could grow to a substantial level in China. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, this, I think that's a good way to put it, yeah. And the parents won't encourage kids to do something that's, that's not popular, I think. <laughs> Damn. Well, it sounds like uh, like you guys have twice as much work to do than a lot of other people to try to get like new riders to pop out and just join rides. <laughs> It's hard, yeah. I'm very curious about the whole unicycling scene in China because Unicon 10, which was in 2000, happened in Beijing. Yeah, yeah. But cool. every Unicon, there are zero or one competitor from China. Do you have any explanation for this? Is there a reason that I'm not aware that nobody's aware of? You know, I um, hold up. You know, I, I actually asked. Um, I actually talked to one of the real early unicorn goers in China. The, mm-hmm. Like she went. Her, her name is uh, Alina Liu. I talked to her a few days ago. Guess what? She went to unicorn in 1998. <laughs> she was she was a speed competitor. Um, I think she did marathons and 400 races, 400 meter races. According to her, China used to be, you know, quite um, active in unicorns. Mm-hmm. Let me let me look at my notes here, actually. Um, she sent me some info because I, I didn't even know China hosted Unicorn 10 in Beijing. Were you even born then? <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 97, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, you were <laughs> three years old at least, right? Yeah. You could <laughs> <No>. have attended. <laughs> could, have, could have gone, yeah. Um, so... China used to lead um, a national team to unicorns back in last century, literally, <laughs> from Unicorn 9 in Germany and all the way to 2004 in, in Japan. Unicorn 12 in Tokyo. China's national team went together with the Hong Kong team, according to Alina. Then it was Unicorn 11 in Seattle. In that particular one in Seattle, China sent 12 competitors and took home 24 gold medals. Wow. According to Alina, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said China used to be used to be very involved, at least nationally, very involved in the unicorn. But however, there was there wasn't any urban riders. You know, they were all um, marathon and race. Yeah, I mean, urban unicycling barely existed in 2000 anyway. Yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> is a change going to happen at the next unicorn? Are we going to see some Chinese unicyclists? Bro, I, I was planning to go to Unicorn 20, and you know. COVID happened and 2021 is, is gone now. 2022, I, I hope I can make it, man. Uh, King Kong actually been to one. King Kong went to Unicorn, was it 19 in Korea? Oh, he was the one. He was the only Chinese 
participants, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you went there too, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, that was him. Oh, damn. Oh, mm-hmm. that means that we probably met. Oh, damn. I guess, yeah. Because Korea was relatively closer um, to China, so yeah. that's, that's why he could make it. I, I guess there was, well, I think there's always uh, writers from Taiwan and maybe Hong Kong, but I can't represent them united. I don't know what's, uh, what's the scene there. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, writers in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Jinny Chu and Ehud Lee as well, I'm sure. And I know there's a couple of more people. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know Ehud Lee. Yeah, we we chat in the same group chat. Oh, nice. And I know for sure that there's some people um, as well from Hong Kong because uh, there's always I always see the flag every Unicon, so there's always a couple of people. But I remember seeing uh, there was one participant from China in Korea, and I was like, wow. Why is there no one? You know, it never crossed my mind before that such a big country had only one or n- no participant at all. Yeah. Well, it's really good to see like you guys writing and that new video was fire. <laughs> it was fun. Definitely, you guys are new for on the urban unicycling scene. Mm-hmm. And I think the feedback overall was pretty good for that video. I don't think we ever expect um, people that you don't know about to throw the biggest trick. But <laughs> this video was so enjoyable because... The writing is fairly good, and it comes from somewhere that we've never seen urban unicycling at all. So I feel like whatever you would have put out, it would have been nice. But this was actually a really good video, like good writing, good filming. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, thanks, man. The filming and editing was pretty good. Ken Kong's good at that. He, he's put out a few videos um, by himself. It's He's done a pretty good job on editing. I haven't seen the, um, uh, the feedback on Facebook yet, but I heard that. People like it, yeah. Nice. I'm happy. Yeah, you you should definitely post it on Skirt. That's where it's happening now, you know? You should post that video on Skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I talked to... I've been on Skirt, yeah. I, I, talk, uh, I talk about this video to a couple of people, like not even just in comments on Facebook, but just directly in uh, private messages. And yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, there's one more thing that, like about 20, uh, the Unicorn question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... According to Alina again, like she she said that China stopped going to unicorns after Tokyo one after two thousand four. Uh, the reason was because the Chinese administration of sports just stopped funding the program. So mm-hmm. so so the China team just kind of you know vanished from the unicorns afterwards. And yeah, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I think it's a shame too that they don't train any uh, urban riders or, or riders to do urban disciplines. It would be, it would have it would have been fun. Yeah, well, there's one way to change that and is get involved. Right. <laughs> write them some emails. That's the thing. Though. Writers always just want to write. They don't want to organize, but we always need people to get involved. Mm. So that means you don't have any urban unicycling competitions. Oh, yeah, no, there's, there's actually is, yeah. There is? Yeah, there's um, competitions in China. I don't know if you have seen it. It's called Uniman China. No, I have not seen it. Based on what I asked him and stuff, um, because I'm I'm completely new to riding in China in general. I think I just came back last October, so there are a few events in China, but the only one, the only one with urban disciplines, is Uniman China. It's organized by Unicycle.com, I think. Yeah, and there's trials and maybe some street and flatland definitely. Oh, that's really cool. I wish I could go to one of them yet, but this year. It might be hard to organize one. I don't know. Yeah, with COVID and all. Mm-hmm. But last, the last Uniman though was um, 2019. One Japanese rider, one very good Japanese rider, uh, actually came to 
Guangzhou to to attend the event. Nice, it's pretty fun. Because there's like NAUCC and LAUCC. I, I wish there's like a C C U C C a cook a C N U C C maybe. Yeah, or like a East Asia unicycle convention and competition. Oh yeah, East Asia man, it'll be fun. Like European ones, yeah. Should get the Korean riders and Japanese riders together. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could always organize it. It just takes motivation, and if you make it happen, I feel like there's yeah. there aren't, at least to my knowledge, so many riders, urban riders in Asia, but most probably all the urban riders would be very interested, you know? So you could probably do a poll or something and probably make it happen. Yeah, it sounds sounds exciting. I, uh, I will think about it. <laughs> so just to put our listeners a bit in context, um, you said you haven't been riding in China for so long. That's because you've been studying abroad in America and in Chile. Uh, I wanted to have all three of you, King Kong, Xinjiang, and yourself on the podcast, but it was kind of a language barrier. So you came by yourself. But you've already talked a bit about the questions I've been asking you with uh, King Kong and Xinjiang, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I asked them if they want to come together with me, but the language barrier is it's just hard because you talk something and I translate in Chinese to them and then they speak something to me and then I translate it to you. It would be a mess, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. They're here in spirit. Um, hopefully their English gets better or I learn Chinese, you know, that all oh, could yeah. also happen. Although maybe <laughs> it would take a while before I could conduct an interview. But anyway. Yeah, the language isn't a problem when uh, other writers visited. Because King Kong has um, met with a few people from uh, Tyrion, uh, Australian writer Tyrion. Uh, I forgot his last yeah, name. Yeah, Tyrion Nankivel. Yeah. Uh, he visited Guangzhou in 2018. And, and then they met and wrote. Oh, so you've been having a couple of writers coming over. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few, yeah, that has they have met with King Kong, yep. Nice. Yeah, Aiden visited Shanghai too, but he didn't uh, get a chance to meet him because Shanghai is quite far from Guangzhou. Damn. So that that video, when did you guys film that video, Tricycle? It's pretty recent, no? Yeah, there was actually um, a chance that we got. It, it's pretty hard for us to get together and film stuff because uh, of course we live in different cities and Qingdian is from the north it's like a three-hour flight um, to get here there happened to be a, a juggling convention in China and we the three of us were invited to to attend the convention to to show have a unicycle show and something and then there was a great chance for us to meet and uh, and film some stuff afterwards yeah that, that's when we filmed it was um, December 12th that weekend I think yeah and then, yeah, we filmed the, on the week that followed. We first started in Guangzhou, and then we filmed some in Shenzhen too, uh, when King Kong was on his uh, weekend break. So he came over to Shenzhen, and we filmed another few clips. Nice. Um, and also, just for him to travel, you know. Qingdian has never been to Shenzhen. Oh, that's cool. So do you have any other projects upcoming? Are you, are you guys planning on uh, filming a new video or something? With uh, with King Kong and Qingdian, yeah. We definitely want to put out uh, another like a tricycle tour or something <laughs> yeah it'll be fun yeah hit up everybody's home city damn yeah yeah for next one though we're definitely not gonna do the same city so i think we, we might just travel to a different city and do it that's cool and i see that king kong has been making the best of urban unicycling in china as well for the past two years he's yeah thanks to him he, he's the he, he he organizes everything in China, basically. I think, like he runs the 
the the club and the WeChat group and uh, he just get get the unit uh, riders together and he himself though he, he he's a uh, actually unicycle coach and instructor oh nice and he yeah he teaches in several schools some of his students like got pretty good i i, I see a few wheel walks pop, popping up once in a while nice uh, yeah he, he's having fun too i think oh that's cool man i feel like that's that's what you need especially with uh, the younger kids like you teach them and when they have videos like uh like tricycle that come out I feel like that's what's going to motivate people. Motivate. You want to see people that fr from your home country that do it as well, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. From my understanding, people don't really check YouTube in China or you need a VPN to check YouTube. No, it's, yeah, it's not big. If Eli Brill posts a video on YouTube, it's not really going to have the same reach as if you guys post it on social media where you don't need a VPN to see it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, feels, uh, it feels distant when we see writers from abroad just crazy good riders <laughs> it feels distant sometimes um so for other for the other riders they, they definitely want to see more local content yeah and i feel like you guys are pretty much pioneering urban unicycling in china right now you're going to be the one that people look up to Ooh, yeah I, I, no I pressure so, but i'm really <laughs> sorry <laughs> Yes, I'm. I'm really not in the place to you know to say that because I, I really got in the game pretty late and uh, it was well before me and um, King Kong and the other riders and uh, Ed Hartley from Taiwan too. He he studied in Shanghai. They they were the ones that attended the earlier uh, events in China. Mm -hmm. um, from the videos as I, I see at least uh, and pictures they they posted. Yeah, so when I say you guys, I I don't mean to exclude anyone that I have not named, but I feel like um, yeah, you guys, at least definitely. the people that are doing urban unicycling right now are the pioneers, at least in China, yeah. from my understanding of the conversation we've had so far. Yeah, I try, I try to go to uh, ride with scooter riders or skaters just to uh, show them what's unicycling about. <laughs> Hopefully they will try, yeah. you know, try joining us. And do people laugh at you or are people interested? I'm so or? over people. How, how does it go? Now, people always laugh, uh, say, um, clowns, circus, uh, you know, just like the stuff we get as unicyclists. And especially kids, man. Kids are so, they're so obnoxious in China. <laughs> like they will shout, they will <laughs> shout at your face, say, oh, look at this a clown or look, this circus guy. Yeah, I think it's annoying when you're trying to show people that it's a sport, but I don't think those people say these comments coming from a bad place. They're generally interested and in awe, I think, when they're say, saying, oh, look at this circus thing. It's It never feels like a negative comment. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just funny sometimes, I guess. Yeah, and I guess the more people are going to see people ride in skate parks and and whatnot, the more people are going to understand that it's not necessarily only happening in the circus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do really want to put out, uh, say, film a few videos, uh, maybe with streets and just to show people locally that, yo, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, ne you need this. You need the motivation. You need, people need other writers to look up to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, riding in China is. Uh, I haven't I haven't been to say American cities. I mean U.S. cities, but there are a lot more 
places to ride, like for street, there's so many skate parks that, that are open to the public. But in China, it's so different. It, at least um, for street, there isn't free skate parks. And everywhere you go, there's a entrance fee. Because uh, otherwise, it, if it's free, it'll be packed with people. Is riding in the street difficult? Like you, you always get um, kicked out of spots and whatnot? It's not hard to find flat, flat spots, so no. Um, there are good plazas and stuff, but uh, for skate parks, I'm I'm just saying skate parks to practice, you know, say a handrail or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Those are hard to get because first of all, it's a uh, there's just very very few skate parks in in the cities in general. So I guess you have to be twice as good as everyone else that have access to a skate park and just <laughs> that rail directly. Yeah. Just go to the only one and, and just practice there all the time. Yeah. Until you get kicked out and then come back the next day. Uh, but just look at the, the videos we the the video that we just put out. Um, there were some spots for a child, right? We did some had some good parts for a child. And I think it's it's just it just depends on how good we are you know if we're good there's there are so many spots available that we just cannot do it do tricks on <laughs> oh yeah but that's the thing right there's there's always yeah. a spot there's always something you can write on there's always a creative uh obstacle you can find some ways to do tricks or a line but there's there's a difference between like a spot that's easy and nice to write at where you can do everything and there's other spots that you can always find something creative to do but <laughs> The first one, I feel like it's difficult to find like a good spot where it's like, oh yeah, this is a nice four Perfect. stair, four set mm. where tricks are going to be easy. There's a little ledge so we can hop, you know. Mm. And and when we were like walking around the city and seeing looking at spots, we were like, uh, hey, this is how Mimo would do this. This is how uh, the other writers do this. You know, <laughs> we're like just comparing it. Oh yeah, man. Back in back when I was writing a lot, I would go on Google Street View and just look at every park and every school and every big building to check if there was <laughs> nice stair sets or nice handrails. And I would with Hugo Duguay, we would have like a custom map and we would put pins on the map and say, here's a five set, seven set with a long handrail. Here looks like a nice uh, ledge to hop. That's like This is a very good idea, except that Google Maps is not available here. Yeah, do you have... We don't, we don't have... There's no street view. Oh, you don't have an equivalent of street view? No, there's no satellite view, I mean. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. So, and, the, <laughs> and the Chinese app... And the Chinese maps don't, don't offer the uh, street views. The, street view. hmm. the one idea that I was thinking, though, was to hook up with the BMX or skaters um and to see where they ride so i'm trying to join, join their group and to see where they go normally to 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 film or to do street yeah i was just gonna say that was another way uh i used to find spot was watching skateboarding and bmx and any kind of urban sport where they would film their their videos and be like oh well, yeah that's a good spot i know where this is or, yeah. oh yeah that was in montreal it's not that we don't it's not that the chinese riders they don't want to connect with the uh, people outside China. It's just, first of all, using the apps require VPN and VPN requires money. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, it, for riders, for normal riders who just want to have fun and stuff, they, they don't really 
have the motivation to go out and connect with other people, talk to them. It's not necessarily the language because um, there's always translators and it just, um, I think, China, it's a kind of, the writers in China are kind of writing in their own atmosphere now. Yes. Yeah. And if, there's a big group chat. And, and if they want to connect, they have many extra steps that other people might not have, whereas the language barrier, the money for the VPN, right? Yeah. What about skirts? Do you guys need a VPN to visit skirt? Uh, I don't think so. And I have been uh, promoting skirt in the group. <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know if you noticed, um, there was a Chinese, new Chinese writer who just posted something on skirt. Um, he's yeah, pretty, I did see this. Yeah, he's pretty talented. A crank flip and a 360 unispin. Yeah, yeah, he's so talented. He he put out a, a crank flip after only like two months of riding. It was it was pretty impressive. So so I said, go ahead and post it on skirt. Um, post it under today I landed maybe Helma. Yeah, he already got uh, 19 likes for his 360 unispin with five comments and really? 15 likes on his crank flip. Yeah, and one comment. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I encourage them to use Skirt. Definitely. And I hope you, you'll post, uh, you or King Kong or Xinjiang will post Tricycle on there and we'll see more of your content. Yeah, yeah. I'll write it down, yeah. Hopefully this Unicycle News and Stuff episode kind of uh, bridges a bit China with the rest of the urban unicycling community and we can have... Uh, other people more interested into the scene that's happening where you guys are and hopefully we can have some of your guys come over to skirt so there's more of an exchange that would be nice yeah that sounds very nice so i think that about wraps it up for the episode billy thank you so much for being on here and explaining everything to me and our listeners i learned a lot today and hopefully others learned a lot and we'll hopefully see more content coming out from china yeah, definitely. We'll definitely post more stuff. And, you know, doing this episode, I just really hope to encourage other writers to visit China. You know, it's so fun here and we, we, we're really excited to have more uh, international writers come visit all the time. <laughs> Always. When COVID is over, you heard the message, guys. Go over to China, visit Xinjiang, King Kong and Billy and all those others urban unicyclists Ooh. with the new and upcoming fresh scene of urban unicycling in China. That's been it for today. Peace.